0: Now I'm joined in studio by a true football man, a man that lit up the likes of Stamford Bridge and later in his career, Tarnas Cross, Bobby Tambling scored 202 goals for Chelsea including 164 in the league a tally that remains the club record to this day scored at his Chelsea debut in 1959 at the age of just 17 he captained the club at the age of 21 he was Chelsea's top league scorer in five different seasons capped for England three times left a goal scoring record that would stand for almost a half a century and he won a League of Ireland title with Cork Celtic in 1974 incidentally he was Cork City's first ever manager back in 1984 the year the club was founded Welcome uh, to the studio, Bobby Tamley. Thank you, Trevor. Well, Bobby, it's been quite a journey for you in your football career. Tell us why you decided to bring out a book now, Goals in Life, uh, My Autobiography.
1: Well, I think so many people had asked me coming through um, from the time I retired to write a book and said that you know, like people would like to read it. And I always sort of said, um, I wasn't that interested I was just a normal guy who, who um, was fortunate enough to play a game that they loved but in the end um, I thought well, I would like to do it and so it's right now I think there's uh, some part of me wanted to um, perhaps right some of the wrongs that are what I feel is wrong with the game at the moment mm. and, uh, also, and also that um, the, the the kids who are just starting out um, the early part of the book shows that the life or dream of playing professional footballer can be fulfilled mm. by anyone
0: it's a great book. I've uh, finished it already, uh, Bobby. I have to say it's a it's a fascinating read. Uh, you played, of course, with some really great international stars at both Chelsea and at an international level with England, the likes of Jimmy Greaves, Bobby Moore, Terry Venables, Peter Osgood, to name just a few. Uh, great times to be a professional football footballer, Bobby, without the big money.
1: Yes. Um, money wasn't a big issue with um, not just myself, but with any footballer in those times. They, they played because they thoroughly enjoyed playing. Um, and uh, you know, we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed the time in life it was for for uh, England, especially you know, like um, the '60s was uh, upbeat time of uh, life. Like you know, the um, music and uh, the football drew huge crowds. It was you know really a time you know to be a, alive. Mm. You you stand out,
0: of course, because you were top scorer for Chelsea for almost 50 years, until it was recently uh, broken by uh, your good friend now. Uh, you've become friends with him since, Frank Lampard. He played a lot more games than you, of course, Bobby, have to say, but uh, you had that record for such a long time. How did you feel when it was finally broken by Lampard?
1: Well, I always, I always thought that it would be broken, um, but I thought it would take a forward to do it. Mm. And I, I must admit, Frank sneaked in <laughs> and... Uh, it wasn't until he was halfway there that I suddenly re- de- realized that the danger was from Frank for the record to go. Mm. And you're frightened um, to ever, you know, like when, when it's, it, it sort of was me leaving a footprint in Chelsea's history. And I thought when that goes, you know, like my footprint would be washed out like, you know, mm. but in fact, it's probably worked the other way.
0: Yeah, you've made great friends with the current stars because of the record, because you've been over to Stamford Bridge quite a while in, in recent years, haven't you, Bobby?
1: Yeah, and they're, they're all very good. They're um, nice guys. Um, some of them are, have difficulty understanding the uh, the English, but um, we, we all get on very well, mm-hmm. yes.
0: Yeah, and uh, you became seriously ill um, in recent times, Bobby, a, f- a few years back, and that led to all this happening as well, didn't it? Um, tell, us, tell, us, tell us about your illness first
1: of all. The illness was uh, Martelli's um, ulcer, which um, affects mainly the um, leg below the knee and uh, is caused by um, having bad blood pressure for a long time, n- never having it sort of under control. And um, when when I first went to the um, hospital and the specialist, it took them a very long time before they realized what the illness was and uh what the best way to treat it was and that I hope in the book will help other people who who has this you know this disorder mm. that they find out quicker and um you know get better quicker and I know this has happened already once in Kerry um because I spoke to the specialist about it, or he spoke to me about it, and uh, I thought well it, it, you know the book was worth writing just for that
0: mm. there's a picture of the uh, injury and the and the leg actually it looks quite nasty in the book. you were brave enough to put that in, but you were nursed back to help uh, to health by a lot of people, including your your wife, of course
1: yeah um she was a rock really that I clung to, you know that she was always there for us um but I've also got to thank. You know, like the professional people in the hospitals in Mm. Cork, um, they were absolutely brilliant. Um, The specialist, John Burke, he was um, so patient and um, so kind. You know, like you always felt that he was, you know, doing more than 100% try to, you know, find out what was wrong. And uh, then I had two uh, cardiologist friends, um, Mr. Fahey and uh, Mr. Vaughan, and they they although it wasn't their area it they were true friends mm-hmm. and um th- you know it was actually mr fahey that i asked would i be better if i chopped my leg off and you know of course his answer was no don't go down that road at all and um you know i'm glad i took that advice
0: great advice in the end it turned out to be and uh, you you got back to full, full health and you're, you're looking very good I have to say today in studio but I remember you, you were uh, introduced to the crowd on a wheelchair and you Bobby? in front of the Stamford Bridge crowd uh, tell us about that that was emotional for you obviously wasn't it?
1: Very emotional day for me um, you know like I couldn't walk I had to have uh, wheelchair everywhere and um, Val was alongside me when we walked out onto um, Stamford Bridge at half time. Buzz, our brother, even though he's a Man United fan, was there for me, for me, um, <laughs> pushing the the wheelchair. And the reception that we received from the crowd was uh, unnatural, and um, we were moved so so badly that um, we were all, all in tears. And when we came off, um, this great big burly guy in the uh, close to the edge of the pitch shouted out to Vell, well done, love, you were great out there. And yeah. she replied, no, we were all crying. And he said, oh, I wouldn't worry about that, we were all crying in here. <laughs> so it made us feel a little bit better, like, you know, that it was such a moving moment for them as much as it was for us.
0: And I know you've become great friends with a lot of people, including the owner, uh, Abramovich, who's been very good to you as well, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, very good. Um, I think he's been very good... Uh, the ex-players? To the ex-players mm. over the last um, you know, 10, 15 years. And uh, you know, that the supporters like that. They like to you know, sort of go back in time. Uh, our particular time in the 60s was sort of a real change for for the supporters and for us to be involved in the likes of hospitality on match days now people love that
0: mm, certainly and uh, what do you think of the new regime the, the current Chelsea team and the new manager
1: well I love the new manager um I think he sh- he's shown already that he's very um warm type of guy that um I know I asked a certain gentleman the other day John Terry um what was he like you know, close up, and he said he's a hard man. He knows what he wants, and he he wants you to be like that. And um, I think he's going to be a success for us. Okay, just
0: a quick note on uh, you mentioned earlier in the interview. If uh, you wrote in the book a few things you'd like to change in football, and uh, you know a, a few little things gripes that you have with the current games, tell us about one or two of
1: those, Bob. Um, well, yeah, like uh, I I feel that I was always an honest player, and um, I never took a dive for a penalty or anything like that. But today's um, football world, um, it seems, even though they are televised a lot more than we were we were in our day, um, that diving and cheating is almost as though they do that in training to, to get better at it. Mm. And I believe that soon, if it keeps going along the same track, Will be offering a Moscas at the end of the season, and not um, you know other trophies. But um, I think from the top of the tree, um, you know FIFA have got to do something about the one that seems to strike all of us is the um, the what goes on in the penalty area, um, which is as far as I know in the rule book is a foul. And the referees are only stood five or six yards away and, and can't say they didn't see it. Um, but yet yeah, it's nothing done. Yeah. And and what amazes me is if you talk to fans and, and you ask people what they'd like to see change, that is the first one that they, that comes up.
0: A lot of people have a gripe at that, definitely. Just, just a, yeah, before we finish the interview, uh, Bobby, of course, you came to uh, Cork in uh, the 70s, uh, around 1973. W- tell us what brought you to, uh, to Cork. I know you went on to play an, a starring role with Cork Celtic yeah. at the time. What brought you to Ireland? And well, Cork?
1: It, it, it literally uh, prolonged my professional life. Um, I was in, injured with a bad um, Achilles tendon, and the specialist told me that I could only expect to play if the ground was soft. I sat next to Paddy Mulligan in the dressing room, mm-hmm. Crystal Palace dressing room. So he said he knew the answer, and I ended up in Cork. So I'm very thankful for him uh, for what he done. The time, you know, uh, you know, for living here in, in Ireland has been a pleasure, you know. Like since that '73 um, year, um, we won the uh, won the league in our first um, year we were in Europe uh, in the next year and I've got to say this, uh, it was the only time I've ever scored a goal in the European Cup and uh, that's a, a, a question that I often ask uh, Chelsea fans for a bit of a <laughs> laugh because um, they know we'd, we'd never played it in the, at Chelsea in the 60s but um, the, the Cork people or the Irish people uh, so fantastic their hospitality the friendliness you know like you 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 can't get it anywhere else and 43 years later thereabouts you're still in Cork Bobby
0: yeah. and uh, you know and w- famously as well you played with George Best I remember as a kid going down to Turner's Cross. my dad sitting behind the goal and where the shed end is now and you're playing with Georgie Best when he came over and yeah. uh, I, I always cursed you for taking the penalty ahead of George and you missed it <laughs> I had, to <laughs> that, that, had to bring that up Bobby
1: Trevor that's the most embarrassing point that I have you know like I have in, in uh, my football career uh, I felt so embarrassed um, You're know, like that that happened. Now, I wouldn't mind if I'd have been out on the field, but I was in goal at the time and I <laughs> uh, ran the length of the pitch. But I've got to say, uh, I was really pleased that we, we got Bestie over here because there's so many people that would tell you that that's in Cork that they remember seeing George Best mm. live. Absolutely here in brilliant. Cork, and um, you know, like he was a fantastic guy. The lads loved him in the dressing room, and he uh, um, replied in the same way that he was just a normal guy that loved football great stuff and
0: that we all uh, remember at least of my age and your age we remember George Best playing in Cork fantastic stuff we're running out of time Bobby just one last one of course you were the first ever manager of Cork City FC your stint lasted about what six six or seven months but you were Cork City's first ever manager Yes, it's come up in a
1: load of quizzes it's um, yeah it uh, was very nice at the time difficult because it was putting something together new and um, but it's great to see the club in such good hands at the uh, you know at this day and age, and uh, so close to um, you know like big successes, so I hope they can continue and de- just take that extra step.
0: Yes, we all hope they take the extra step, indeed, and maybe the cup final win over Dundalk on November sixth. We'll be doing that game live here on ninety six. FM. pleasure to see you, Bobby, as always. Pleasure to talk to you. One of the true greats and one of the true gentlemen of football. And lovely to have you in our studio today. And we wish you all the Best indeed, with uh, your your book, Bobby Tambling, Goals in Life, my autobiography.
1: Yeah, can I just uh, remind people, Trevor, that um, the launch of that book um, is um, next week, and um, the uh, I hope people enjoy it because I enjoyed writing it.